Big announcement coming soon. Not from me. Not from Parker Thune, or at least I don't think. Big announcement soon coming from Eddie Pierre-Louis, offensive lineman out of the state of Florida. Or at least that's what he just put out on his Instagram story. What does that mean? When does that mean? Who does that mean? All of it? I, who knows, man? Who Who knows? But I'm sure we're uh, sitting here shaking our head once again saying, ah, who knows what it means if Eddie Pierre-Louis is saying big decision coming soon. I, I, I bet it's not a lot. I mean, we're less than three weeks away from National Signing Day. I'm sure a big decision is coming soon for the uncommitted offensive lineman out of Florida. It's going to have to be. I, this is where I stand on it, Tyler. The last reliable intel I had was that the kid was still telling OU they were his number one. So <laughs> I've had that OU prediction in for a couple of months. I kind of just got to ride with it at this point because I don't know. I don't think anybody knows exactly. If, if you're what's wrong, about if to you're wrong, down. whatever. It's exactly. Fine. Like uh, it may become apparent. It may become very obviously apparent at some point that EPL is not committing to Oklahoma. And at that point, I'll, like if that point comes, I'll bail on the prediction in favor of whoever's about to get his pledge. But if we go all the way to decision day and nobody knows, then I guess I'm going to rock with OU. I guess. It's still just going to be completely bizarre to there me. There won't be a better – I mean, there will be other options on the table. Will, the, will there be a, a, a surefire better option? at the? I, I think the point is, who knows? Like, you just – you picked OU initially. Just just write out the prediction at that <laughs> I, point. Gosh, man. What a bizarre recruitment. Well, and I think he's turning into one of those guys, and I'll let the text line speak for themselves on this one, but – We've done. We've been doing this show together for a while. Yep. You notice how the text line, there are times where, I mean, it, it's a prospect that you want. It's an addition that you want to a class. But if the decision goes on for too long, if there are some things that, that happen within the cycle and information's hard to come by, they're waffling back and forth between schools, there are certainly times, and I'm not saying it happens a lot, but there are times where the text line's like, you know what, I don't care, forget it. If he wants to go to Nebraska and stay close to mom, that's fine, whatever. Grant, Grant Bricks can stay close to home. I wonder if we're getting to that point with Eddie Pierre-Louis, and my guess would be that we probably are with some textures on there. Like, would you prefer to have him in the class? Yeah, especially with what your O-line class looks like, sure. Not that it's bad, but he would help. But at the same time, some people are just like, God, I'm just so tired of this one. Can we just get an an announcement here or or something? Can we get some clarity here from EPL? And here's the thing. Generally, even if it's not obvious where a kid's going, you can kind of read between the lines, and the one principle that you always hear is reiterate is follow the visits, right? Well, you can't even really follow the visits on that on this Seriously. one because he hasn't visited anywhere. For the last two months, he hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, maybe the science says that, that that means if there are no visits, pick the – Pick the hometown team, and, and I guess in that case it would be UCF. I, I I don't know. I don't I don't think there is a science to Eddie Pierre Louis recruitment. There's no hat science or visit science or or, or anything. Large Williams says EPL equals no big deal. I'm over it. That's kind of what I thought. That's kind of what I thought. Some would think at this point about it. But big decision coming soon. Big decision coming soon. Bo in Murray County says this is where I'm at. Who is EPL? LOL. <laughs>
Yeah. I mean, we'll continue to update on it, but it's it's kind of uh, it's it's frustrating to our side as well. And you know what? I was thinking about Eddie Pierre-Louis today in, in, in this regard. Is there another recruit in the 2024 class where his ranking totally shifts and looks totally different depending on which recruiting service you're looking at? Like, uh, Rivals has him as a top 30 player nationally, correct? That is correct. Yeah, he's top 30 player. Was he 26, maybe? Whatever he is, he's top 30 nationally. 24-7 has him as the number 67 player in the state of Florida. Dude, I I don't think that there is another prospect in this class to where one service thinks one thing and the other service is like, yeah, we're not in agreement with this at all on Eddie Pierre-Louis. It's it's crazy, man. The discrepancy in it. What it's a all over curious the case in every respect. I'm ready for it to be over. That big announcement can't come soon enough. John from Tulsa, does Grant Bricks not committing make uh, OU a bigger player with EPL? No, I don't feel completely don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, Four oh five. What stinks more, losing EPL or that Longhorn on the OSU fraternity steps? God, what a terrible look that was today. For all of Oklahoma State. How, how, how bad have you screwed up when you're forcing me to agree with PETA on something? Like, yeah. Gener- yeah. <laughs> like, generally, PETA, they're the oddballs. They're the wackos. But <laughs> agree with PETA, like, and then something happens to make fun of Texas? And maybe, uh, is it like sorority beef, no pun intended, is like the, the rumor now? I, I don't know. There's a, there's a, a dead longhorn on the grass there in, in Stillwater in front of a fraternity house is what it looked like. Like it was it was all it was so bad, it's the first time ever I said, okay, that's going a little too far. Yeah, you know, that's, that's going a lot too far, actually. And whether or not it has anything to do with Texas. A- any anytime I and PETA are looking at something with the same opinion and viewpoint That's how you know whatever has gone on is truly awful. (laughs) From the 904 state of Florida, from Tampa Bay Sooner, is 2025 quarterbacks Kevin Sperry still committed to OU? You're damn right he's still committed to OU. (laughs) And you know what? He's the KREF Recruiter of the Month for the month of November as well. Put that out this morning. Kevin Sperry, KREF Recruiter of the Month, and maybe he's just going to win himself a state championship coming up this weekend as well when they take on Dale City. But yeah, it's uh that 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 whole scene in Stillwater, not 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 good. Bad 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 look. And you can't I it, it's hard to believe everything that you see. You can't believe everything that you see on social media. So I had to wait and see if that was legit on Twitter this morning and oh yeah, that is that is legit what what happened in Stillwater late last night early this morning, whatever the timeline Ugh. is. Ugh. I'm wondering like <laughs> And in the grand scheme of things, it's pretty trivial. But how do you get a dead longhorn I, I don't know. on the steps a lot of, of a fraternity house without anyone noticing or realizing where it came from well, or how it got And there? then how do you not – like, Parker, there's a lot of steps to get to where it ended up. There's yep. a lot of steps and a lot of decisions that had to take place throughout that entire situation. How it – at no point did someone say, hey, guys, you know – it was kind of a funny idea at first, but, you know, we're kind of getting on down this process here. It's starting to get real. Maybe it's a terrible idea to gut a Longhorn, a live Longhorn, 
and stick it on the uh, front yard of a fraternity. I don't know how you get through that many steps as a human and still go through with each step and say, yeah, this is a really good idea. This would be really this funny. This is awesome. That's, yeah, the decision-making there, uh, highly, highly questionable, to, uh, to say the least. Someone was asking us, I'm going to tr- try and scroll down here. Uh, Greg from Blanchard says, is there an SEC portal, uh, SEC potential starting defensive tackle that is thinking of transferring to OU that you know of I know you won't name them, just heard there may be a rumor. Thanks, Greg in Blanchard. Greg, the answer is yes. And for those unclear about which SEC defensive tackle that might be in reference to, I'm not going to say his name because he isn't in the portal yet. David Hicks! I will just say he does not attend Texas A&M University. And, well, that might be giving too much away. OU was a He already very, is in the SEC. He's in the SEC, and he'll be in the SEC next year. That's OU was guess. a very heavy contender for his services as a recruit, and he was class of 2022. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. All right. And I heard a hint to that uh, during the last show as well, so... I uh, I think most people smell what you're uh, stepping in over there, Parker. 405-651-3439. Th- this is a question of the text line talking about the portal. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. What, what happened? I, just, I, had to, I have to read this. I'm sorry. Yeah. They're asking about Sperry because someone on the other station said this morning he doesn't see Sperry sticking with OU. Now what? Now that Levy is gone. No. Well, who, folks, who is it? I want names. Yeah. I want names, please. That's please. why you don't listen to the other station. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They were saying – they are asking about Sperry because someone on another station said this morning it didn't see Sperry sticking with OU. Based on what? Based all, on – All like, the based... kids' family did was – Move oh my God. 200 miles to be right down the road from the university. And the fact that we have to address this, I didn't think that it needed to be addressed. His family moved, like you said, from the state of Texas to the state of Oklahoma. Um, we just gave him Recruiter of the Month. He's trying to get all of his Carl Albert teammates with offers to OU. There's several of them to join him at the University of Oklahoma. Uh, in terms of players that are committed... And I don't, I'm not just talking about the 24 class. I'm talking about the 24 class. I'm talking about the 25 class. Heck, you even got to commit in the 26 class as well, right, at running back. If we were to rank least likely to decommit from OU, God, Kevin Sperry might be number one in any class right now. His, his family moved from Texas to Oklahoma. He's a quarterback. He wants to be a quarterback at the University of Oklahoma. I, I'm serious, man. That's how unlikely it feels. I, like, I think tell he me could you be... know nothing about Kevin Sperry without telling me you know nothing about Kevin Sperry. I just, man, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, I just don't, I don't feel like that's going to happen. Go back to Kevin Sperry's commitment. Read or listen to the interviews that he did and consider how many times he mentions Jeff Lebby and his offense as the rationale for his decision. No, the first thing Kevin Sperry will always reference, the first thing that his family members will always reference is the culture at Oklahoma under Brent Venables, the sole mission, how much like home it feels. Kevin Sperry's commitment to Oklahoma, and I do not mean to downplay Jeff Lebby's role in it, but in the grand scheme of things, it had quite little to do with Jeff Lebby. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, even with the good offensive coordinator, 
that like the Oklahoma quarterback position sells itself. I mean, o- OU's had more than one just good offensive coordinator in the past. Like they're going to continue to have good OCs, good play callers moving forward. It's the Oklahoma quarterback position that sells itself. And yes, like you're saying, like an OC helps clearly. Jeff Lebby did help out there, but it's the program, it's the position. Like that, there's a lot of pedigree with that position. Just because an offensive coordinator leaves doesn't mean that the kid committed in 2025 is just automatically going to leave and go somewhere else. It's just not just not going to be the case. But my question, do the text line before you read that one. Um, there's a lot of names that are in the portal, and we'll list all the names currently today. We got like five new names, five noteworthy names each day this week that uh, that, that have hopped in the portal. What's a name to you, text line? What's a name that you've seen out there that you say, huh, okay. I, I hope OU's very interested in that because I would be very interested in this particular player hopping in the transfer portal. It could be a quarterback. It could be a running back that we've seen. I'm sure some are going to say Tawi Walker to this question, by the way. It could be a wide receiver. Uh, you had, what, Bo Collins um, uh, of Clemson hop in the portal yesterday. I, just, just curious names people have seen. And they say, huh, okay, I hope OU kind of kicks the tires on that one. I'd like to see it. 405-651-3439. We'll get to the text line next. Some more OU Cruton. And yes, more Transfer Portal as well right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune. Live on The Ref. We're the Homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker, Thune on this Friday. And yep, you, The Ref Army as well, listening worldwide. Auckland, New Zealand. Got the KREF app fired up. Out there in New Zealand. Pretty awesome. Appreciate Auckland for tuning in today, along with Marble Falls, Texas, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, St. Paul, Minnesota, Williamson, Iowa, Petersburg, Virginia, Columbus, Nebraska is tuned in today. Nice. How about that? And our small Oklahoma town of the day, Poto, Oklahoma. Poto, the small town of the day. KREF Army Locator is brought to you by Affordable Door Company, where they do residential garage doors, commercial garage doors, service and repair, and garage door openers as well. 405-635-9499. That's 405-635-9499, Affordable Door Company. Uh, Congrats to Blanchard on their big win last night. Won that game uh, with a bunch of turnovers, big-time defensive performance. Blanchard beats Wagner 19-14 at UCO, and... Got a lot of big-time uh, high school football state championship games this weekend. Bixby and Jinx going to play a game this weekend as well. Carl Albert and Dell City will play, so it's going to be a big, 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 big weekend of Oklahoma high school football. Are you seeing Michael Hawkins tonight, or are you seeing him on Saturday? Seeing him tonight. I will be back up in Edmond tomorrow for the doubleheader between Carl Albert and Dell City and then Heritage Hall and Lincoln Christian. Yeah, so it feels like just about in every single state championship game this weekend, there's an OU commit or an OU target or an OU walk-on or an OU something. So that'll be cool. 405, I always thought if any quarterback would decommit, it would be Michael Hawkins, simply because he is sandwiched in between Arnold and Sperry. I like that he is betting on himself to prove himself. He's had one heck of a season. One heck of a season. Were you saying that all of his interceptions have come on Hail Marys? Both of his interceptions two, bo- both have come on Hail two, Marys. All two interceptions all two. have been on Hail Marys? Man, it's crazy. Sooner Stu, Stewart suggests you'd think these highly rated high school offensive linemen would look at Trent Williams or Lane Johnson or Creed Humphrey and say, that could be me. Well, I think OU's definitely pitched that before. 
what um, you had Creed Humphrey at the West Virginia game when Grant Bricks was in town, actually. Yep, yep. and he was working on Bricks. Obviously, he didn't end up swaying him, but yeah, Oklahoma's got a solid lineage of offensive line excellence to sell. I think here's what it comes down to, though. Bill Biedenboe is not for everybody as a coach. Bill Biedenboe is an R. He, he is he, he's an old school, tough nose. Like you know, you're going to get coached hard, and you're either going to like it or you're going to go somewhere else type of guy. And not everybody is down for that. And so the guys that are down for that, I think that's why you've seen over the years so many of them have had great success. The guys that haven't really embraced it or the guys that have gotten Oklahoma and realized, oh, I actually don't like his coaching style at all, well, they end up bouncing. And that's fine because, again, consistently for the last decade, Oklahoma has had solid play in the trenches. Who are the who are the coaches? And when I say old school, I'm talking about what you're mentioning there. Like, not for everyone will coach you very, very hard. I who does that description fit the most on the staff? Biedenboe, yes. Uh, Brent, certainly. Yep. DeMarco, the other. Is that about the top three on the staff? Because DeMarco, apparently, he he gets after it. I he can gets see after that. it. I can see DeMarco would probably be next, yeah. I, uh, I mentioned some names where I asked the text line, like who are some names uh, in the portal that you, you hope OU pursues? Mongo says Toriano Pride Jr. That's the corner from Clemson who has two years of eligibility remaining, and he's a pretty big-time recruit uh, going into Clemson. So yeah, I, I don't we'll see if there's some OU interest there, but he's a good player. And I, I do think OU will at least pursue Pride, at least kick the tires mm-hmm. on the cornerback out of Clemson well originally from the state of Missouri uh, transferring out of Clemson now because I and I had mentioned this there was a starting corner in the SEC that was considering the portal and had he gone to the portal would more than likely have ended up at Oklahoma he decided not to enter so he's going to stay at his current institution that takes what probably would have been the top option at that position off the board for Oklahoma. Canick, the Kryptonian, and guy that promised us a case of Olipop if Rattler is drafted by the third round, both say Jaron Bradley is who I want. And I thought that we would be getting a decent amount of that because we talked about him less than a year ago back in the spring if he would have entered into the transfer portal last spring at a Texas Tech, but he's a good wide receiver. It's just it, it sounds like OU feels pretty Pretty good about its situation at wide receiver. Now, they think this guy's a future All-American. If that's how they view Jaron Bradley and they feel like they have a chance at him, then, then maybe they, they really pursue that and try to bring him in. But but in terms of like where they feel like their biggest portal needs are right now, feels like wide receiver falls down the line a little bit. It does, and I think Brandon hit the nail on the head when he was on the show with me and Steely last hour when he said, if a guy like Evan Stewart hits the portal, obviously OU's going to move. Yeah. And obviously they would. Like, a dude of that caliber ends up on the market, you're going to make room for him. But a guy like Jaron Bradley, I, I don't see Oklahoma moving on. Also, I think you have to consider, what what is he as a receiver? He's a guy whose calling card is his size. Oklahoma has no shortage of those types of dudes. Between Jaden Gibson, Nick Anderson, J.J. Hester, you got Ivan Carrion coming in, Zion Kearney coming in as well. The Sooners aren't exactly hurting for receivers of his type, if you will. 
uh, for the 405. And, and here's one of the more interesting names. And it feels like it happened two weeks ago because so many names have entered in the portal the past couple of days. But Rayleigh Brown was one of the first like notable entries into the portal that we've had so far this cycle. And, I, I mean, he's just kind of a player that feels like he can be a do-everything type of guy for you. I mean, you thought of... You thought of him that way initially yeah. when you had him committed, but would OU pursue someone like Rayleigh Brown? We just talked about the situation at wide receiver, though he's not in any way the same type of player or build as Jaron Bradley, but would you pursue kind of a do-everything player that you can do a lot of different things with offensively? Well, well yes, and Rayleigh Brown is more of a running back than he is a wide receiver. So I have mentioned it, heck, Brandon mentioned it again last hour when he was on as well. If a game-changing running back is available in the portal and willing to come to Oklahoma, OU will more than likely make that happen. And you want to talk about a game-changer, that is Rayleigh Brown. So if Rayleigh Brown has any interest in the University of Oklahoma, I would expect that those two parties begin communicating in earnest when he officially hits the portal on Monday. OU Optimist has a very short portal wish list. Very, Very, very short. We need a center. A guard, a tackle, two tight ends, Whoa. a kicker, Whoa. a linebacker, oh, no. two corners, oh, boy. two running backs, Ugh. two zero techniques, Ugh. two three techniques, two rush, two rush defensive ends that can play out of the portal if we want to compete for a conference title next year. Let's go! OU Optimus says, by God, we need a completely new two deep. This is what we need. Completely new two deep. Is, is OU Optimus Deion Sanders' burner? <laughs> I, he wants him to come with Louie, is, is what OU Optimus wants. <laughs> How many different players? 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 7, 9, 11, 13, 15, 17. 17 new players, via, high-level players via the portal as well. I do agree with a, a lot of those, though, OU Optimus, especially when we're talking about uh, uh, down linemen. You, you mentioned Tawi uh, Walker there, and that was the big news yesterday. And it feels like that, for sure, was the first portal entry where OU fans said, Oh, man, I don't love that one. I, I wish Tawi Walker was, was coming back. You know, it's, there, there, was some, there were some upset fans yesterday about that, and I get that. My question, though, isn't necessarily for the future of next year. It's kind of for the present. You're going to play a really good team in the bowl game. If, if it's Arizona... In the Alamo Bowl, that's a top 15 team, Parker. That's going to be a tough challenge. If it's in a New Year's Six Bowl, maybe you play a, a Washington, potentially an Alabama. Who's running back two for your bowl game now that Tawi Walker's in the portal? Gavin Sawchuck's one. Is it Javante Barnes, it's probably too? Probably Javante Barnes, yeah. Probably Javante Barnes. What will be interesting to see is whether there are any freshmen that join Oklahoma for the bowl game or incoming freshmen, early enrollees that go through the bowl practice period and suit up for Oklahoma in the bowl game. Because the Sooners had four guys do it last year. Um, Chapman McCown was one. Uh, Caleb was, Hicks. Was, Le, was Derek, Derek LeBlanc? Derek LeBlanc was oh one gosh. of them. Yep, Derek LeBlanc was one of them. And then Ashton Sanders. Those were the four. My God, don't let Michael Hawkins come in and throw a Hail Mary if he's with the team. 
Are we, get, are we getting that text yet somewhere? Uh, yeah, KW and I when they did say, careful, Tyler, if Michael Hawkins, Hail Marys get intercepted, <laughs> people around here will say he obviously can't throw the deep yeah. ball and he's not SEC ready. Can't score from fourth and goal on the 31 can't like Alabama did. hashtag score from far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's the, the, like the running back situation going into the uh, the bowl game could get interesting. But OU's not the only one that could find themselves in an interesting spot uh, depth chart-wise for, for teams heading into a bowl game. Because the portal, it officially opens on Monday, but it feels like it's been open for in, an entire week. And who, who was it yesterday? Was it Hayes Fawcett? And think of Hayes what you will, that's fine. But he was saying yesterday, and this was... I think right after the Dante Moore, after he entered in the portal, the tweet was basically, yeah, if you think this week was crazy, you you haven't seen anything yet. Essentially, just wait until next week at some of the names that you're going to see. And I don't doubt that, dude. Like, as crazy as it's felt for the transfer portal this week, I think next week's going to be an absolute mess. Caleb Williams to the portal. You heard it here first. Yeah, there. $8 million. Nebraska will offer him oh, $8 million. It, it would be more than $8 million <laughs> if that guy hit the board. $80 million? No. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. More Cruton, more Portal, more OU football as well right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune live on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Transfer Portal updates are brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Give Brent Swift a call at 405-831-822. Well, there's only four numbers, or there's only three numbers here. 405-831-822. It's 8222. Okay. They're supposed to be. They missed a tooth there. (laughs) 405-831-8222. That's Brent Swift's number. You can call him personally to come look at your home. Swiftco Roofing and Construction. All right, who's in the portal today? Uh, we talked about Toriano Pride, the corner at Clemson. He's got two years of eligibility left. Jaron Bradley, wide receiver from Texas Tech. And how about this name? Drew Pine is in the transfer portal. Remember him? Oh, I remember him. All right. uh, Arizona State. He was at Notre Dame at one point, He correct? was only at Arizona State for a single year, I believe. Was he, Notre yeah, Dame he was, he was at Notre Dame before that. that. Uh, Tyler Buckner started over him. Tyler Buckner mm. is now third string at Alabama. So that tells you what kind of market Drew Pine is probably going to have in the portal. Yeah, remember the whole uh, Tyler Buckner week of talk around college football? Well, yeah. I mean, he's... He's going to be the guy that, I mean, Alabama's going to be good. Tyler Buckner's going to be the starter, and that's that's going to be Alabama's QB1. Well, no, uh-uh. No, not not really, actually. It's been, uh, it's been Milrow, and a lot of people think that Bama might beat Georgia tomorrow and find themselves in the college football playoff. So that didn't work out all that well for Tyler Buckner. Hmm. But Drew, Pr- Drew Pine is in the transfer portal. Did I miss anyone else? Probably. Oh, I did miss someone. Aaron and Lubbock just says, I'll declare my portal status after the bowl game. Well, it's about dang time. So we've been working all year long to get Aaron and Lubbock to flip to the OU side. And um, it feels like we're close, man. And I whoa, can't confirm whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't confirm OU's reached out to, to Aaron and Lubbock. Ugh, ugh. It was mule shoe-esque. I had war flashbacks. Uh, by the way, it was hilarious. So the report that Jaden Rashada was going to return for the final game of the season against Arizona, it, it, it was the battle for the Territorial Cup, yep. Arizona State versus Arizona. Jaden Rashada hadn't played since week two, and he was going to return. And the report denoted that, yeah, Jaden Rashada 
Hasn't played since week two, but he still leads Arizona State in touchdown passes this year with three. Oh my gosh, really? Yes. Like I know ASU only ended up, ended up winning three games this year. I think maybe they finished three and nine, but that's that's sad. And I, I found myself rooting for Kenny Dillingham. I uh, c- kind of like him the more that I've read about him and heard him talk, but that's that's not that's not good. Is the Pac-12 going to lose every big time quarterback they got in the 2023 class? I mean, Dante Moore's already gone. Yeah. Jaden Rashada, I mean, he might transfer well, away. Let's just keep in mind here, the Pac-12 no longer exists. <laughs> well, the Pac-12 Mountain West. That's, that's, okay, that's yeah, what the thing go. is now. Yeah, but uh, Jaden Rashada did throw one touchdown pass against Arizona. So he led the Sun Devils over the course of the 2023 season in touchdown passes with four. Spence and Tulsa, not portal talk, but whatever happened to Brock Vandegrift, safe to say OU fared okay in that one. Uh, whatever happened to him, he's holding a clipboard on the sideline over there at over there at Georgia. So he yeah, is that one hashtag okay. not good. Probably never going to play there. It might be, it might be like a Mac Jones deal where he like trips and falls into a starting gig at some point. But of his own accord, Brock Vandegrift will never play at Georgia. Yeah, and, and some think Carson Beck might uh, go to the NFL draft after this year. I, I, I don't know. Um, but that'd be the only chance. Like, but even if Carson Beck were to go to the NFL after this year, guess what Georgia would do? And I don't know who else they have on the roster. Maybe they have someone else really good. But Georgia portal. would go get a portal quarterback that would start portal. next year. Yeah. Georgia, that's, that's exactly what would happen there. Um, CD from Hockley says, Saw where we offered a 2025 wide receiver. Since we are loaded, are we worried about Isaiah Mosey? I mean, I... They I, offered a wide receiver with the last name Lockett. Yeah, Khalid Lockett, yep, from Saxe, Texas. Now, I will check around on that. Uh, to my knowledge, OU is not worried about Isaiah Mosey. That more just might be the type of deal where you're trying to, like, hustle him along as far as making a decision because that was a decision, is a decision that was expected to happen by the end of the year. It's OU and Oregon. Those are the top two contenders for Isaiah Mosey. So we'll see where things land, but that might be Emmett Jones' way of saying, okay, come on, jump on board or get left behind. By the way, Dozy Azukama, what day did he decommit? Was that Sunday? Monday. Was that, oh, Monday? Monday yeah, morning. it's um, TCU. So that was a pretty quick turnaround there. Yep. Exactly. He'll be good there. Yeah, no, I, th- I think he will too. I think he will too. Sooner Recluse says, you guys think Georgia still makes the playoffs if Bama wins a tight one tomorrow? We've seen number one lose and still stay in the top four. Depends on what happens in the rest of the games. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, do I think that they would still put in a team that's won 29 of their past 30 games if they lose a close one? Yeah, potentially. It's where potentially. the SEC bias comes into play. And I hate to call it bias because like, it, we've seen so many times in the past it makes sense to give the SEC the benefit of the doubt. If you give the SEC the benefit of the doubt, typically you're rewarded because that SEC team, whether it's Alabama in 2017 or uh, Georgia after losing the SEC championship yep. game a couple years ago, uh, that SEC team typically delivers. Uh, we were uh, on, on the rush yesterday. You're like, hey, speaking of the SEC, let's take a way too early look at the three toughest games next year. And we're kind of looking at this year. This year was, well, well, Texas for sure is your toughest game. And then what's next? Maybe at Stillwater and then uh, at, 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 uh, at BYU and Provo. Next year, our rough draft top three, Parker, looked like this. Alabama at home, at LSU, 
Texas and Dallas. Or you could go or you could go different. Or you could go at Ole Miss or potentially at Auburn in that in that three spot instead. Yeah. (laughs) The top three toughest games next year look a little bit different than uh than what it did earlier this year. So Oh yeah. Four oh five, can you state the scenario where Texas gets left out of the top four? It makes me giggle. Yeah, I, I can. Because it looks like the scenario where they get left out of the four, it makes me giggle as well, by the way. I love it. Is if everything just goes chalk. If Georgia beats Alabama, if Michigan beats Iowa, if really Oregon or Washington wins there, but I think even if Oregon beats Washington tonight, Oregon's in over Texas, and then if Florida State with maybe a third-string quarterback beats Louisville on Saturday night. But that's the situation there. And I know that we've had all these rankings up to this point, and Texas was all the way back at 7 this week. Like The committee can do whatever they want. We've seen them do some crazy things before. The most recent set of rankings doesn't matter. The ones on Sunday are the only ones that matter. But I, I think if it's chalk, then Texas probably gets, gets left out. Unless the committee does the unthinkable and says, yeah, Florida State on its third-string quarterback potentially – we're going to leave them out, even even though they uh, rolled off an undefeated season. Which again, season. I I just don't think you can leave an unbeaten Power Five conference champion out of the playoffs, regardless of what their quarterback situation is. So yes, if chalk holds, I think Texas is on the outside looking in. Seven three one. Hope for chaos. Michigan, Georgia, and Washington all lose. Nine one seven. Next season, we're playing six teams in the current college football playoff top twenty five. Texas boy. at seven. Bama at eight. Missouri at 9, Ole Miss at 11, LSU at 13, Tennessee at 21. Imagine, imagine, for a moment, imagine I told you preseason, Tyler, yeah, when Oklahoma arrives in the SEC, two of their top three highest-ranked opponents in year one are going to be Texas and Missouri. Yeah, I would have laughed. (laughs) And I would have laughed and I would have prayed. I said, please, I hope you're right. I've never... I've never wanted you to be more wrong about anything than Texas and Missouri being the two highest-ranked teams that, uh, that you play next year. Yeah, but that's, that's what the rankings currently look like. We'll see what they look like on Sunday. Uh, you feeling OU Arizona in the Alamo Bowl? Seeing as most likely? Kind of feels that way right now. Yeah, that is what it Texas feels like. gets in. By the way, Mojo Eraser points out he forgot Tulane. It's actually seven. Yeah, Tulane is at home next year, 100%. It's looking like Willie Fritz is going to be the next coach at Houston. Correct. So he'll be gone. Michael Pratt will presumably be gone. So that will not be the same Tulane team that is currently dominating the AAC. Now, I think Willie Fritz um, is a native of Houston, I want to say. Oh, is he? But there was some scuttle that he turned down the Mississippi State job. So chance that Willie Fritz turned down the Mississippi State job for for the Houston job there. How about that? Okay. That one's can I can I say something? Yeah, I don't wait, know how hot of a take. Are you gonna be? say that Houston's a better job? I think Houston's a better job. Uh, how about that? Man, okay. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll close up locked in next with more OU football. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno bringing you the final hour of locked in. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC. They got half price oil changes on Saturday. Go see you tomorrow. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Uh, okay, got a lot to get to here in the final segment. First, Eddie Pierre-Louis, big decision coming soon, uh, according to his Instagram story. And he tagged Hayes Fawcett in that. So, will he randomly drop an edit 
Will he randomly drop an edit for which school he's recruiting to? Will he have an announcement coming soon? I, it, it's, it's hard to tell. Like we talked about earlier, you can't really follow the visits here because there's no visits to, to follow. Uh-huh. Gosh, what um, if it's an announcement of an announcement? That's honestly what I would guess at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, why not? I will be committing on. It's an edit with a commitment date. I need it to be over. Soon. I, I think everyone's ready for it. Please. Everyone's ready for it to be over. But if something happens with Eddie Pierre-Louis, I assure you we will we will let you know one way or the other. I'm going Bixby 38, Jinx 21. Caden Jones has one heck of a day for Jinx once again, but Bixby's just too good. 38-21. I think they won by 17 in their in their last game. I think 31-14 was the final, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I made my prediction yesterday. I like Bixby 104-28 to with Caden Jones mm. accounting for all four. James I don't hate touchdowns. that. Hashtag tell it, man. Hashtag tell it. Andy Koltelnicki, Kansas offensive coordinator, is going to Penn State. I think that's a good hire, man. Now, can James Franklin – like, does, does Penn State have a James Franklin issue? Are they just never going to beat Ohio State and Michigan no matter who the OC is? Potentially, but uh, I think Kotelnicki, a uh, pretty good ad there for uh, for Penn State. Any scuttlebutt on Dante Moore and where he's going to end up out of the portal? Well, who who wants to write the biggest check? It's kind of yeah, because I, I you can you can certainly make the argument that he is not the best available quarterback in the transfer portal, and I think I would make that argument. Like all in all, I'd probably lean Riley Leonard, but. I think why he is the most valuable quarterback on the portal market right now is because he has three years left to play as opposed to just one, like guys like Riley Leonard and Cam Ward. So what makes what adds to his value is the fact that you're not getting a one-year rental when you buy Dante Moore. Sure, yeah. By the way, uh, Current recruiting rankings right now. OU's at number seven uh, on rivals and number eight on 24 7. And it feels like a lot of shuffling with some of these high four stars and five stars could continue to happen as we get closer and closer to signing day. And this is no shock, man, but Miami already flipped a five star defensive lineman from Ohio State this week. When you're seeing, like, oh, here's a, who's on flip watch, this guy's on flip watch, you're seeing a lot of, well, Miami's continuing to make a move here. It's almost like Miami is, uh, you know, offering some, some, some uh, substantial deals as we get close to signing this, day. This time of year is when John Ruiz's wallet starts to open up a little wider. And you know, you know that they wanted big-time five-star defensive line that's currently committed to OU, David Stone. And though it was, oh it was, real, it was nerve-wracking on decision day for, for OU fans, for David Stone, OU and Miami – You've had no reason to really wonder if he's solidly committed to OU or not at, at all. And again, Miami flipped a five-star defensive lineman from Ohio State and a kid that was from, uh, he was from the Midwest. Yeah, um, Chicago. Yes, from Chicago. And so I'm sure they tried to throw some money at David Stone and it doesn't sound like it's worked. He's, he, he sounds like he's about as solidly committed as you could, uh, you could hope here with less than three weeks until signing day. Four. Oh, gosh. EPL's story after the announcement is him on a Miami visit. <laughs> I mean, oh, is, sure. that really, I, is that really what it was? I it, it was it. I have no idea. I, sure, I I uh, 
you could talk me into just about anything by now. If he was on a Miami visit and there's an announcement coming soon and people think it's the Canes, then sure, that's fine. I'm not going to be too upset about it for this class if if that's the no, case. No, no, it's not him on a Miami visit. It's just a, a repost of a previous Miami yeah. visit from somebody that it was and it wasn't from Eddie. It was Eddie reposting somebody else. So you're you're going to see Michael Hawkins tonight, and the staff, a, a couple of staff members, going to see Michael Hawkins tonight as well, including Seth Luttrell. Brent going to be there with Seth Luttrell at Michael Hawkins' game? That's what I thought. That's what I was told. And then uh, Brandon mentioned that apparently Brent's going to stay home and watch Nate Roberts up at gotcha. UConn. So I I don't know. Maybe maybe the head ball coach's whereabouts are better off not being known. Maybe they're being ambiguous about that on purpose. But, yeah, there will be staffers down to see Michael Hawkins. One thing before uh, you get out of here for the weekend, and I brought it up yesterday on The Rush, but – the College Football Hall of Fame class was announced, the most recent class. And there were no OU names on that list, but there were a lot of like late 90s, early 2000 names that brought me back to my childhood. Okay. Including one of the names, one of the players, the first college football player when I first got into it that made me say, oh my gosh, that guy is good. The first college football player I can remember saying, that guy is unbelievable. It was Michael Bishop to me. Michael Bishop. Who is it for you? Not your favorite college football player growing up, but who's the first guy you can remember in the sport? You watched him and you said, that guy is legit. He is awesome. You want want the honest-to-God answer? Yes. Adrian Peterson. Didn't take you long. No. You you could have had that opinion in 2004 at at midseason as a true freshman. And that's about when I did have that opinion. But, yeah, I mean, that was it. Adrian Peterson is the first guy – in my memory, that I remember thinking, holy smokes, mm. he is unreal. Mm-hmm. You kind of saw made, it in that first game. Made it, a li- start. made it even a little bit nicer that he wore the crimson and cream. Yeah. Uh, Nova Sooner, nobody cares about EPL anymore. Kids needs to make up his mind one way or, the, or another. I told you, people are getting fed up with this one. Just make a decision, EPL. The rush coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref.